0: Welcome to Wildly Wealthy Life, the show that's all about exploring the different paths to a life of freedom and fulfillment, and how that ripples through your personal life, family life and to the community. Join husband and wife power couple, Lee and Kat Hughes, as they share people's stories from different backgrounds and lifestyles about what it means to live a life well lived. Tune in and take that first step to becoming the best version of yourself personally and professionally here on wildly wealthy life it's been really rewarding that's the word that i've been looking for (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah rewarding and just being able to help people who are not everyone can read a book
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: take it everyone has different ways of learning or having to impact them i feel like one-on-one personal attention, accountability, however you do it, whether it's paid, non-paid, you know, husband and wife, whatever it is, it's really important to kind of achieve what you want to achieve. And in this case, or for a lot of people, it's paying off debt and saving money.
2: All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Wildly Wealthy Life Podcast. And my name is Lee and my lovely co-host over to my left here is my wife, Kat. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So, who do we have on today?
3: Today we have Stephen Donovan, and I'm really excited to chat with Stephen today because I feel like he's got a really fun journey to financial independence, from selling shoes on eBay, from what I know, <laughs> to getting played to pay, play poker, to working at a bank and all the way to paying $100,000 off in personal debt and $200,000 in mortgage debt. So that is amazing. So Steven, how are you today?
1: Oh man, thank you. Thank you for that good introduction. I was like, man, I, I heard the eBay. I'm like going through, I was like, you guys did some digging. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <We love laughs> oh, <to do. laughs> no, that's great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm always excited to share my story because I think it can help other people and as well kind of get them motivated and, you know, thinking about how they can apply it to their life.
3: Yeah, totally. So Steven, tell us where you are now. uh, What are you doing and a little bit of how it all started for you?
1: Yeah. So first off, I'm in Miami, Florida. We just, my wife and I just moved down here uh, about 18 months ago. Essentially we were in a, in a great position financially, which helped make the move a lot easier. But we decided that my wife is very close to her family and she wanted to be right next door, essentially down here in Miami. So we moved down where she was able to work remotely at her current position back in Chicago. And then I actually transitioned to, I'll say a life of self-employment, doing that, helping people one-on-one And more of the, I like to say, the basics of personal finance, you know, the tracking the expenses, the saving money and, you know, all the good stuff, right? All the stuff that you need to build for the foundation, as well as I do some consulting on the side with what I used to do before, which is in banking, anti-money laundering. Sounds really cool. It's actually pretty boring. (laughs) But like, don't watch the cartel stuff or anything like that. Nothing close. But yeah, so that's where I'm at today. I would say like where I came from, essentially where it all started is, I, I want to say it's its really a typical story, or at least it, it feels like it, what I hear and what I read. Mm-hmm. And I went to college, got my four-year degree, You know, maybe took an extra year, still a four-year degree, came out with just a lot of student loan debt is really what it was. I had, it didn't help that I did a semester abroad in London, but I still ended up having right around 55 to $60,000 in student loan debt. I also Had a loan to my parents. I had the credit card debt. And I came out of school uh, right around 2005, 2006. And I envisioned me jumping into like this glamorous job that just threw money at me. That was not what happened, as um, some of you may have experienced that coming out of college as well. You know, I got into a job, I got into banking. It took me a little while, but I I wasn't really making that much money. Even after that year or two, I decided after my car had failed me, or at least not, it cost more than it was worth to fix. I made the bright decision to go ahead and just buy a, a newer car. I bought a Mercedes-Benz and that was the like, I needed it, I made it, I deserved it, you know, good job for working for a year and a half or two years Possibly my biggest financial mistake. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) But yeah, it was crazy. So I had that, add that onto the debt, and that's really where the hundred thousand plus loans and money that I owed people and companies and student loans and what have
2: you came from. Can we touch on that for a little bit too? Yeah. Like how long did it take you to pay that hundred thousand off? What was your approach? Mm -hmm. You know, what was the main drivers to get you to pay that off?
1: Yeah. So it started off with You know, I I was, a lot of it was just like, it was a struggle, right? In a lot of ways, it started with a love story in a way, Um, (laughs) truth be told, because I was, so I was working at the bank for the last two years and I was actually dating someone long distance. And I decided again to make kind of made this rash decision like buying a Mercedes Benz or I picked up everything, dropped everything, I should say, really, and moved to Miami, Florida without any job. I had a little bit of savings and kind of I'll say like not a real clear direction. Mm-hmm. The things and, that make you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I went down there and really just I struggled for, for a while, for probably a full year, and I did anything I could. I was working part-time. I mean, when I say part-time, I was like mall kiosk part-time. So you know there's not a lot of money coming in. I was mowing lawns. I was playing poker. I was volunteer coaching and then like asking the coach like, hey, I need money to get gas back and forth. I was doing a little bit of everything trying to like make ends meet with this long distance relationship to see if it worked. And it essentially came to a point, and this is kind of, I think, when everything changed. And I ended up getting a letter in the mail for my student loans, and it said that my payment was tripling, (laughs) right? (laughs) I already was barely making the payments, right? I was trying to figure out how to pay that, and like gas for my car, insurance, the car payment. I was deferring and doing anything I could to avoid student loans at that point because I just didn't have that much money. I saw it and I was like, Well, after I called them and like tried to figure out all possibilities available, I essentially was like, Well, like that was a good run, you know, I'm out of here. You know, I'm not able to do this. And I ended up moving back to the Chicagoland area where I, I knew that as soon as I went back I'd be able to I worked at a golf course all throughout college and I knew that I could go there. Start, you know, Monday, day one, make money, and that's really when things kind of flipped. And very shortly after that, like, kind of the love story part is that love story. Thank goodness it worked out. I actually proposed to her a little bit later. That's now my wife. So like, there's no weird, weird like girlfriend who now knows about the story. That is not. But yeah, so that's where it started, and a lot of it was just having full time income. To mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really make that big switch and having, I, I think everyone needs a why when they're going through it. Whether it's paying off debt or you know searching for financial independence or going through that journey, you need to have a reason why you're doing it. And mine was essentially became like my wife and wanted to be able to provide and support and not go through. Our, you know early years of marriage and have this just like load of debt and not being able to do things that we wanted to do whether it would be travel or buy a house or different things mm-hmm. so i took it pretty seriously kind of flipped the switch i read every personal finance book i could started diving into blogs just really paid attention to everything i was doing and i would say just kind of, I'll say snowball, <laughs> you know, debt snowball a little okay. bit yeah. through it. <clears throat> Listen to Dave Ramsey. I don't think I was like the Dave Ramsey disciple by any means. Mm-hmm. I definitely listened to him on the train to and from work as just a reminder, like, hey, save money, pay off debt, like repeat. That's, right. that's what I needed. Yeah. I really took it from a lot of different people because there's a lot of motivating stories out there. You know, I'd read someone and they're like, oh, I paid off. in 12 months. I'm like, yes, Mm. like that's what I need. I can do that. Little things like that and just got better with it. And actually what really helped too, I think, and this is something I don't talk about too much. I realized that I was reading all these financial independence blogs or the fire blogs, you know, like the mad scientist and 1500 Mm -hmm. days, Mr. Money Mustache, all these guys. Right. And they're doing all these like super cool things with money, investing here and backdoor Roth and all these other things. And I'm like, that means nothing to me right now. Like it literally, I was like, I can't do any of it. I mean, maybe in small doses, but so that was kind of part of my motivation too. I was like, I want to get to that point where I can max out my 401k and do this back to a Roth put in money in a health savings account. Like that sounds great. Like I really like the idea of investing and I understand that, you know, it builds wealth. It builds a little bit of everything that you want with that money. So
3: Wow. Yeah. I love that story because actually we could totally relate to that. You know, when, when we got married, I, in
2: I was like, really? <laughs> 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 no, so
3: I grew up in the Philippines. And when I moved out here, I wasn't really familiar with credit cards because I didn't grow up with it. And then when we got married, he had a bunch of debt and I did it. And I think throughout our marriage, we just decided, hey, let's buckle down and really figure this financial stuff out. And so we have a little bit of a similar journey to yours where he was like, okay, let's buckle down and pay off all his debt, which was all the student loan and credit cards and all these things. So yeah, we totally relate to that. And I think what I really love about your story is how It really has evolved. You know, you came from a mindset of, I'm going to buy this Mercedes-Benz because I deserve it. I worked for a year and a half to, you know, following the love of your life, but not really having anything. And and then letter in the mail saying, oh, it's going to triple. Your your payments are going to triple. And then what I love is that you didn't just give up and sit down. You said... I'm now going to figure it out. Like, what what do we need to do? So then I guess talk us through what was the spark that kind of really motivated you to change that mindset and to really go into this full force so that you can live a better life for you and maybe your wife at that point when you had that spark. And what is your picture of... You know, as that has evolved for you, what is now your picture of a wildly wealthy life?
1: Can you repeat the first question? I'm going to tackle that oh, one. What yeah, yeah. was well, yeah.
3: well your spark? Like what was that thing that made you kind of really do like a 180 degree turn and change your mindset about finances?
1: Yeah, I think it really was that that first part, which was the, the student loans tripling, and then it was marriage. Marriage was, it was like, a. I kind of, I go through this with clients as well. It's kind of figuring out kind of, there's a superficial why, where you say like, oh, I want freedom, but you really have to like dive in and find out like what freedom means to you or what freedom means to right. me in this case. In this case, I, I realized I was like, oh, I want to, you know, travel the world. Right. And I was like, well, like, eh, like sort of, but like what it really came down to when I walked through it was I wanted to spend as much time as I could with my wife. And that meant doing things that, you know, we love doing. And part of it is traveling, right? Part of it is, you know, going to see friends or family. For me, now, a little different, I'm very focused on, on health and fitness. Whereas back then, you do some before, after pictures, definitely a little bit of a change. Yeah, it, it really did spark. So the spark was for me was marriage. And it did take a while in terms of didn't mention this before, but it took you know five years to pay off that debt for me, and I did it. I say all on my own. I, I'll say I did it with my own money, right? Uh, I had my paycheck, and we did this a little bit differently because I know you guys said you kind of buckled down together. So I took my salary that I earned and I paid off my personal debt. And while I had you know tons of support from my wife, there wasn't any money that came from her paycheck that came over to my mine, mm-hmm. and then you know, paid off a credit card bill, for example. That was really, I would say, important, I think, in my financial journey and in our financial journey. Mm -hmm. And what helped with that too is we were talking before and I have a couple of debt thermometers up on my wall. And one of them is is my personal debt. There was I had it down to forty six thousand five hundred dollars left in student loans. The other thermometer is actually what is now our current residence in Miami, Florida. But at that time, it was our rental home. And my wife mm. became very inspired to have like a reason, had a why to want to pay that off. Mm. She could see that by paying that off, it could potentially lead to us moving back closer to family. Mm. And it, how funny how things work, of course, you yeah. start yeah. saying it and asking it and, and it happened.
0: Right.
2: Yeah right that's That's awesome that her because her why would be like freedom of time probably with her family and whatnot but then just that like you said that intrinsic what is that actual why you know and just that the bonds that she has thinking of the time with her mom her dad or whoever you know Mm there that that could be such a huge huge driver in that kind of vein what is like your personal definition of what a wildly wealthy life is and what are some of the motivators for you to run towards that by yourself or with your wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so wildly wealthy. I almost want to ask you guys first. I'm like, can I get a little
1: snippet of what yours is? Uh, but that's probably cheating. That's probably <laughs> cheating. A
2: little, little cheating. Yeah. <laughs> totally okay. The thing is, is that every guest that we've had has had a little bit of a different viewpoint on that. And I think it's healthy for our, our guests and our viewers to hear some of those different viewpoints of like, what, what do you de- Like, how do you define your wealth? Mm-hmm. Or how, what what's wealth to you? We've had a lot of different descriptions. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can be a very personal thing, it could be kind of the, you know, Lambos and. <laughs> and man, yeah, that, Lambo. and that is
3: it. We don't, you know, that's all good. <laughs> that, you know, if people can support that and do that, then that's fine. <laughs>
1: sure. When I think of wealth or wealth in general, I guess, or even probably more for me, is I start to think about people or myself who would have so much money above and beyond that they would actually need or be able to spend on their everyday, right? On their expenses Mm -hmm. on, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal to go buy a car. Maybe they have, I don't know what that number is. Even for myself, uh, I haven't figured Mm -hmm. it out yet, but maybe it's five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 20 million where that it just would be almost if you, again, ran your day-to-day life, your normal, Mm -hmm. go to the gym, grocery store, you know take your trips that are that are that are within reason they're not like i'm going to europe for 6 months to stay at the hilton or i don't know what the fanciest <laughs> hotel is but but that's kind of how i think of of wealth that i no longer am able to essentially spend my money in my life so then i need to take it and probably do something above and beyond mm-hmm. and that could be kind of going into possibly giving
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it be my family it probably starts with my family, whether it be close and personal would be you know, mom and dad, brothers, sisters. And then, you know, it branches out a little bit when you get a, a text message that says we're doing a fundraiser for school or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, that's part of the giving. And then also it can be even, it doesn't always have to be this 5013C type of donation either. I'll always, not always, I make the choice now to, go to a gym that's five minutes away from me, I prefer to go to a coffee shop that isn't the big, that that has a big mermaid on it. Let's just say that. (laughs) It's like, I'm I'm always trying to make the choice now, especially to do that. That's something that's going to be more about the community than it is about, say, the corporation. And it might cost me an extra, whatever, $10 Mm -hmm. to go to a coffee shop. But I'm going to start leaning towards doing that more than I am on an everyday basis. So I think that's important in terms of giving. Now, I also don't need, a, we, I know the question was also a little bit about, I know you guys mentioned legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need a, at least on a personal level, I don't need a, a park in my name. I don't need a library. <laughs> like I'm really good. <laughs> I'm like, that's, I think that's great that people do that or that's part of who they are. No, Stevenland? When you say it like that. (laughs)
3: Even even in Legoland, come on now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah,
1: I I prefer more of the close personal relationships. If someone I'll say like needs a quote unquote like scholarship and they're going to school and I happen to have extra money that Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, again, they're close family. They're someone that I like is very close to me rather than putting an even steven money scholarship for someone that i've never met before i I think it also for me it starts more on a personal level and then probably as wealth builds as it becomes greater kind of back to that the wealth being so large that you can't spend it now i'm spending it on the family now how can i help other people beyond my like inner circle perfect
3: Yeah, I think I really love the simplicity in that, you know, because it's all about the small. Little choices that you make, like even in your daily life to say, Hey, I'm going to serve this little lo- local coffee shop by going there instead of, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with the big corporations, but then for you in your life and the way you live your lifestyle is that, Hey, I'm going to support this local shop that's five minutes down from me. I'm not going to go to, you know, the gym that's like the big gym. I'm going to go to this local gym right next to me. And so I just yeah. love the simplicity of that because I think that your giving is a lot more personal that way and a lot more. Really investing back into the community that you live in. You know, if we think community, sometimes you think like the bigger sense of community. Oh, I'm going to, you know, go to this big charity or and and hunger and those were so amazing. And there's nothing wrong with all the stuff. And but then sometimes it kind of gets lost because it's all about like what it looks like now instead of just the whole personal I'm just going to do this on the side whether nobody knows about it or if everybody knows about it I'm going to live my yeah. life the way I want to give because this is really what I value so so I really like that and even you know you saying that you know the legacy and I, and I totally agree the legacy is not about like oh I now have a plaque of myself you know <laughs> yeah. when we ask actually about that question of legacy it's really more about like who are you impacting in your daily life and I know that you do your coaching and all that stuff So what is it about your coaching that you love? Like maybe share a couple of stories of like how you've really impacted maybe one person that where they were able to change their life because of just your simple way of coaching them.
1: Yeah, I would say one of the biggest, I don't know if it's gratitude or what I've enjoyed the most over the last year and a half, it has really been the financial coaching and being able to, it's in a way, it's kind of my way of giving back in a way. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not essentially doing it for the money, yes, yeah. I do enjoy getting paid for my time. I think that's part <laughs> of it and I've also noticed too like if you do something for free, not everyone is buying in yeah what's interesting is I'll say funny enough, my first clients were actually my parents, so they were transitioning to retirement or trying to they were in jobs that they just they were working in a like nursing facility type of thing yeah and their bodies had essentially, they were like, we're done. Like, we don't like a bunch of these things. And they said, hey, we have debt, we have this. How can we get from where we are today to retirement in you know, this amount of time? And it wasn't probably as specific as I, I work with clients now, very structured, etc. But yeah, to sit down and really go through and help them get to the point where they're able to retire now. And it was just a great feeling. It was, you know, they paid off. I actually wrote about it and I'd have to go double check, but I want to say it's like, they ended up paying off like $2,000 every month. And they ended up being very close to, to debt free where they had everything work. And it was, I honestly said, if financial coaching doesn't work out and I never coach again. And my parents were the only people that, that, that I ended up coaching. They did it. Like they, it felt so great. Like I could stop because I I felt like they hit it such a, such a good point. You know, my parents aside, a lot of the people that I work with there, you know, there's a few different stages. Well, I remember one specifically, it's the, I have no idea where my money is going. I hear that a lot. And sometimes they just need you know, a little bit of a, an action plan and they can go off to it. I know a client that I just met with a week ago, less than a week ago, they use those exact words and now they're debt free and like they are doing the kind of almost the financial independence where they're just piling money into you know, investing and saving. And that's crazy from going to like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah. That's so cool. but it's been really rewarding. That's the word that I've been looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, rewarding and just being able to help people who are not everyone can read a book mm-hmm. and take it and transition to then paying off their debt
2: yeah.
0: or
1: not everyone can read a blog. Everyone has different ways of learning or having to impact them. I feel like one-on-one personal attention, accountability. However you do it, whether it's paid, non-paid, you know, husband and wife, whatever it is, it's really important to kind of achieve what you want to achieve. And in this case, or for a lot of people, it's
2: paying off debt and saving money.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: so it's great the gratitude that you have from helping other people and just seeing them kind of rise up and do great and wonderful things.
3: So I just want to kind of commend you just for helping out your parents because I think honestly. You know how like we're always so willing to help out our friends sometimes when it comes to helping sometimes our parents, it's almost the hardest thing to do sometimes. You know, I think it's really awesome that you got your parents to a place of understanding finances and paying off debt. And it's just beautiful. I love, I really love that story.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the easiest conversation to yeah. have. It was a good conversation in the end. So
3: yeah, that's probably something that really brought you guys closer together. I'm sure as well. So, for people to live their personal like, version of a wildly wealthy life, what are three actionable tips that you could give to your audience?
1: Yeah, so I always start with track your expenses. Mm-hmm. That is my kind of number one. It doesn't mean, at least I always say, like, you can at least see what you're doing. If you're spending $1,000 on groceries, at least you know it. Like, right. you can decide if you want to lower it, you can decide if you want to spend more. If you only want to eat steak the rest of your life, now you at least know how much it's going to cost. Right. Definitely track your expenses. And especially when you're first starting out, it's really beneficial. Over time, you might kind of loosely track your expenses. Now that you kind of have a, you know, I only spend in between say $400 and $600 on, we'll use groceries again, rather than, oh my goodness, I spent $397.38. You get past that a little bit and it's not yeah. as important but that's my, I would say one of them automating how you save and invest your money. Mm -hmm. It's one, I'll use a, a, an example of, so I go to the gym. I try of course to go to the gym every day at 4 PM. One of the biggest struggles I have is when I have to make the choice to go at 8 AM. I have to think about it. Yeah. I walk my dog in the morning And I am thinking for the next 30 to 60 minutes of different ways to avoid going to the gym. If I should do it later, (laughs) you know, maybe breakfast sounds better. How about some coffee? Like if you don't have really like an automatic set time or that's part of your ritual, whether it's the gym or obviously in this case, it's going to be saving and investing. I don't think about it anymore. I've already done all the work up front and said that I'm going to save X amount of money. It's going to come out of my account on 31st or last day of the month. And it goes in. It goes into this investment that I decided or we decided is the best for us and the amount of money, etc. Done it all in advance. So definitely automating and not having to think about it because when you really, when you start thinking about things too much, it gets in the way. You think you're smarter than everything else and that can definitely go in the wrong direction <laughs> yeah awesome. yeah yeah
3: totally i love that because it's like it takes your decision making there's so much more time when we're like oh what's your decision making i mean i heard someone like say if you're gonna work out in the morning already lay out your you know your workout clothing or something someone even said i think it was hal elrod i like the author of miracle morning i read his book and he mm-hmm. said Sometimes he even sleeps in his workout clothes. And night when he <laughs> wakes up, he's wow. ready to go work out. You know, it, it just literally takes the, your mind off of thinking of the decision making. In that five minutes, you can literally talk yourself out of doing
2: <laughs> what you yeah. were yeah.
3: supposed to be doing, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So I love that automating is a great tip. Are you ready for a quick 10 rapid fire questions?
2: Yeah, of course.
3: <laughs> okay, so course. our quick 10 rapid fire questions are just quick questions that we ask all our guests the first thing that comes to your mind and we don't want you to censor your answers some of them are kind of um, related to our podcast theme and some of them are just fun things that we want to know about our guests and just keep your answers nice and short and we're ready to fire up all right so number one if you could choose one book to live by what would it be
1: one book to live by
3: <laughs> <laughs> your mind. What is it right now?
1: <laughs> I recently read a book called Start Finishing, so I'm going to use that. Start Finishing. It is by Charles Gilkey. It's actually like project management, but there's so much. It's a guidebook more than it is anything. I feel like I could run my whole life probably through that book. Awesome. Nice.
2: A personal hero, living or dead. Personal, you know, or hero. not. Know? <laughs> Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett.
3: Warren Buffett, good choice, yeah. Number three, the one thing you intentionally have to do every day.
1: Oh, walk my dog. Yeah. I I have a Siberian Husky that she howls every morning and like this whole thing. I'm not getting around that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, How about one hobby that
2: brings you the most joy? I should probably go into the gym.
1: Uh, I really like it. It involves community. It involves, you know, getting in better shape, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Mindset, I think actually is involved in it a lot, especially when you're Dying during the workouts. <laughs> <laughs> Love Pushing that. through. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Number five, most rewarding thing you've done for someone in need.
1: Yeah. I'll just say the financial coaching. I think that's been really beneficial. I've seen people in, you know, some difficult situations and trying to get them to a better spot. So I would say rewarding or, and, and in my opinion, they're in need in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, first movie quote that pops in your head. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, Sorry, first movie quote. I originally went to Billy Madison, and then, which is a really old one, and then I was like, and then I somehow transitioned through Adam Sandler movies. Okay. And then drew a blank. So that's that's exactly. They're all going to laugh at you. That's from, everything was just Adam Sandler. I'm sorry. They're
3: all going to laugh at you. Ah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, all right. Number seven, (laughs) last big purchase you made for yourself.
1: Last big purchase. I actually just got a phone. That's a big purchase for me. (laughs) I've upgraded to new technology. I'm now on a Google phone, which I had a phone that was borderline five years old, which
2: is like retirement old. yes it's so crazy (laughs) uh how about a food you cannot live without can't live without
1: the wrong answer is pizza and the right answer is chicken
3: (laughs) (laughs) what kind of chicken fried orange chicken teriyaki chicken Um, (laughs) no no no.
1: it's it's the good one so it's i'm saying i'm being good so it's like oh i have i'm actually gonna have it today i'm gonna have chicken breast on the grill
3: nice Nice. all right uh nine what is your spirit animal
2: a wolf or a Siberian husky. I love that. And then the last one, number 10, if I'm stuck in it by myself, dot, 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 how would you finish that sentence?
1: I'm just going to enjoy it, honestly.
2: <laughs> I was
1: thinking like, should I, so I'm probably pretty pasty. So I was like, I should probably get some shade. I was like, I should start with shade and then kind of go from there. But then I was like, you know, coconuts and then just try to enjoy it. because. I don't know if you're getting rescued, but I go to a whole nother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love the part. answers. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Where else can our audience find you?
1: Well, first, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I like laughing during anything that we do. So I'm at pretty much everywhere, Even Stephen Money. So evenstephenmoney.com. everywhere on social media is going to be Even Steven Money. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Uh, I do my best to hang out there from time to time. Send me a message, email, same thing, even Steven Money.
3: One last question. If you were to encourage our our audience to give into something, what would it be? To
1: give into something, like in terms of like a charity donation or?
3: It could be whatever. Like a charity that you know of that you also support or just like in their everyday life.
1: I would actually say to whatever it is, I would say start with family and start with friends you don't necessarily have to ask them, right. but just to be really attentive on how you can help. Mm-hmm. It, it could be something as simple as picking up your grandma from the the hairdresser. That might mean like the world to her. Yeah. Um, or it could mean, you know, giving a big tip that day from someone who, you know, you went to a restaurant and you, you know, you see that they just it seemed a little off and maybe you think you could help them something like that. I would start with personal and, kind of being, I'll say, kind to others, especially inner circle, which is kind of the message that I would send. I
3: awesome. love that. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: Well, I'm sure you guys have a busy day. And even if you don't, I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. It was great talking with you guys.
3: All right. Love the story of Stephen Donovan. It was great chat with him. I think my main takeaway for him is how, you know, when it comes to saving, don't give yourself time to think. It's just... Automate your savings because if you give yourself time to think you're gonna end up having reasons not to do it And you're gonna talk yourself out of it. So yeah automate your savings
2: and for me I think that getting your goals in front of you and creating visuals is really helpful. So I love that behind him the entire time you had that little thermometer basically of where their finances were. And every time they made a step or completed a step towards it, they went out and celebrated. And it's just really great.
3: Yeah, really awesome to have visuals. So if you enjoyed that episode, make sure that you share it with someone, one person that you know will be impacted by this. Rate us on iTunes and subscribe. And also for next week, we have Carlos Hernandez. Carlos, wow, just such an awesome, inspirational guy. He is someone who has graduated from Harvard three times, MBA and a law degree, has had multiple offers on huge companies, but he turned it down because he really wanted to focus on serving the Latino community and giving them a platform on teaching them how to become financially savvy. So tune into that episode next week. It is a surefire way to inspire you to move towards financial freedom.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wildly Wealthy Life. We hope that this episode has helped you take another step towards living fully, giving freely, and building a legacy that deeply impacts your community. We'd love to hear what you think about today's show. Please leave us a review or like us on iTunes and YouTube. And click the subscribe button so you won't miss a show. You can also visit us at wildlywealthylife.com for today's show notes. See you on our next episode. Thank you, and may you live a wildly wealthy life.